What's going on, everybody? It's Utech JG the Don, along with my co-host, Leader of the Flock. We are the Enlightened Sounds crew. Welcome to episode 16. Uh, my apologies, because this is all on me for this one, and it's going to get worse, unfortunately. Like February, I thought it was going to slow down for me, but it did not. I'm going to Atlanta for the Super Bowl, so uh, we got to get this out. So by the time you hear this, I will be gone. And then the very next week, I'm going back home. So it's, it's just been a lot. So again, my apologies that we haven't been doing this on a weekly basis, but uh, minus next week, I will try to, uh, we will try to get back on the regular schedule. So again, I uh, apologize for that. Uh, but again, we want to thank everyone who continues to listen to the podcast and show your support. The podcast game is getting real, real spooky for GI boy. Cause we got light sounds. We got triple threat. We got Hokage thoughts and we got flocks podcast as well. Unfiltered. What do you call it now? Cause you added something else at the end. Uh, facts. Unfiltered, unfiltered facts. facts unfiltered facts so there you go if you want to look that up as well that should be available on pretty much all of your podcast platforms as well uh we again we appreciate all the sponsors that we have uh the one uh, i think we're going to get another one as well a little bit later for enlightened sounds but if you want to further support, you can also do so with any Anchor app. Um, no matter how much you want to donate, anything is appreciated if you love the Enlightened Sounds podcast. And with that being said, let's get into episode 16. Now, man, oh man, I actually saw you tweeting about this one because we mentioned this before with your boy, Tory Lanez. Uh, and we mentioned this on the previous episode because he was going after Jordan Lucas and, they, you know, they went back and forth over each other's beats and it was friendly, right? Like everybody just kind of left it alone. A lot of people thought that Tory won. Uh, I will say the opposite. I actually thought that Jordan Lucas won, but it is what it is. I guess it depends on who you ask, but apparently as far as the streets are concerned, everybody thought that Tory won that battle. But now Tory is apparently on a war path and he's going after everybody. And not only is he going after everybody, this man said, I'm the best rapper alive right now. I will body any of you niggas out, period. And he said, and for every anybody denying what I'm saying, that's cool. Just remember your favorite rapper wouldn't step up the last time because niggas is afraid of this work. And then he continues to say, don't tell me about no Cole or Pusha T either. Some of my favorite rappers, but I gave them both an opportunity to go bar for bar with me and they weren't ready. And then he finally says, I will become the biggest artist in the world one day. I will also be known as the best artist at all aspects of my craft. I don't care if you doubt me now, you will see for yourself in due time. This is a lot coming from Tory. Now, again, I'm not upset that he's believing that he's the best rapper out right now because a lot of people say that. I'm not mad at someone being confident in themselves. But I find it to be utterly corny that he not only said that, like, he was giving Cole and Pusha T a shot. Like, come on now. Like, Pusha T been in the game forever, and Cole is established already. What do you mean that you're giving them a shot and they don't want to go after you? Maybe they just don't feel like you're worth it. Like, because not everybody is playing with you about this beef stuff. Like, even if you're trying to, you know, just go bar for bar with somebody and if it's friendly, maybe not everybody wants to do that. Maybe they don't play like that. You tried to go at the Royce, you called him an old nigga, and he did not take that lightly. Like, some things you just can't say to everybody. You can't tell 
everybody suck your dick because everybody is not everybody's going to take that lightly and they're going to really want to put hands on you physically so this dude tory is wilding i just want to talk about this part before we get to the next part because tory lanes has already gotten uh a few more people to make diss tracks about him uh but what do you feel about this man declaring that he's the best rapper alive right now and talking about all the people who don't want this work and all of that stuff that he's been talking about and jabbering about on twitter he's delusional <laughs> and that's, that's all he's delusional and i know they're a little different up there in canada but um yeah he's he's definitely delusional man um i'm sure i said this this is what i said on twitter i said with all this free health care they got in canada i'm you know and he hasn't been treated for his delusions of being a dope mc i mean i think it's unfortunate because he hasn't really showed me anything to be honest with you mm. i mean he's he, he hasn't shown me anything to separate him from anybody else that's out i just i just don't get it i think he's had a little buzz but his buzz is just that just buzz um he's just doing shit to stay relevant in my opinion um that little friendly stuff that he was doing with joiner i thought that was cool but then when you start calling out bigger names it's just shit is whack to me bro it's like just stay in your i mean your name is tory lanes so you need to stay in your lane mm. and i think you need to do just that i mean just perfect your craft you know make a hit record first you know what i mean make a hit record first and then 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 talk then talk that shit you can't follow nothing up with like the little one single that you did or some shit that you you took from somebody else or some shit like that man that's not that's not a hit to me man just i just don't i'm, I'm just not a fan of it and even if you want to root for him i mean he makes it hard for you to to do so because he was calling out people i mean he, he um he almost committed career suicide by doing what he did with Royce. And then once he's seen, I guess somebody probably got in there like, dude, you sure you want to do this? Because Royce will kill you. Like, once it sunk in, he, you know, backtracked and apologized. So he, these other dudes not going to give him the time of day. You know, Kendrick's not going to give him the time of day. J. Cole's not going to give him the time of day. He's just going to laugh it off and be like, bro, please stop. Pusha, you've seen what Pusha did to your fellow Canuck. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> I mean, you see what he did to Drake, to Aubrey. So, I mean, fall back, bro. I mean, you ain't you ain't even the best in Canada. So, Damn. I mean, what makes you think you're the best rapper? I mean, you, if you say that, you got guys like Fabulous, Jadakus, a whole bunch of other people. I mean, he said, didn't uh, J.I.D.? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going yeah. we to talk about that next. Yeah. We, so, yeah well, yeah, I'll leave that alone then. So, I'm just saying, he don't even want talk, you know, saying that little stuff where he, you know, with, with Drake, bro, you you'll do what the what the Toronto Raptors always do, fail. You know what I'm saying? Get swept in the first round or somewhere along the playoffs. You won't get that far. I mean, final you won't even get to the final boss. Okay, so. okay. Yeah, cuz that's exactly what it is. So let's uh let's go ahead and segue to that. So, after Tory Lanez had his little rant on Twitter and whatnot, he called out Cole and JID stepped up. JID was like, "Look, like I got some for you if you're ready to go right now." And they had a back and forth, and Tori was like, "Look, like you, my little bro. So you said I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do nothing. I'm not gonna really say nothing bad about you. But if you want to go there, then we can go there." And JID was like, "You just doing this stuff just to get to J Cole." He's like, "Let's be honest, you doing this to get to J Cole? Like he's the final boss of Dreamville. He was like, you can't even get through me. You can't get through boss. Like you can't get through any of us. So what makes you think that you are ready to step to J Cole?" He was like, "Just stop doing this. Like it's it's just food." 
foolishness, but we don't know for sure if JID has something or if he's going to cook something up. He said he would, but I don't know if Tori like is still talking like that, like they're going to go uh, back and forth. So he had that little thing with Dreamville. We don't know if anything's going to come from that, but what has come up is Don Q. Don Q made a couple of diss tracks about him. And I will admit, like, Don Q's first one was a little light. Uh, I don't know if you heard any of the diss tracks yet. But his first one was a little light. Then Tory responded. And then Don Q got a second one, which I thought he kind of went harder. But from that, when Tory Lanez made his diss track towards Don Q, he mentioned uh, Dream Doll because he said that he fucked. And he was talking about Don Q paying for a feature just to fuck her. And then Dream Doll turned around and made a diss track against Tori as well. So now he now he got Dream Doll on his head. He got Don Q on his head. And he got My Son. Your boy My Son made a uh, diss track about him. JR Ryder came out the woodwork to make a diss track about him. So now everybody's making diss tracks against Tori. Tori still really technically has not come out with a diss track against somebody first everybody is taking his challenge and, and i think at this point it's taking the bait i honestly think it's taking the bait that he's just calling everybody out and is saying i'm the best rapper out you know if anybody want to challenge me step up to the plate dot da, da, da and everybody's falling for it. everybody's making a diss track thinking that they're going to get somewhere but is it really getting somewhere from doing this stuff what are your thoughts on on everybody who's like made diss tracks about him and, and the whole dreamville situation He don't want those problems, bro. <laughs> I don't know no nicer way to put it, bro. Like, I'm, I'm trying to stay on a positive track here, man. But that dude don't want those problems. I, I just can't see. Like I said, like I stated too early, he, he, he wouldn't get past the first round, bro. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. J.I.D. would destroy him. Boss would kill him. Even if he wanted to, you know, he was even on there. It's like, come on, fam. You're not going to you're not going to go anywhere. Just, just fall back, bro. Like I said before, your name is Tory Lanez. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Do what you do. Make your little singy songs and your little covers of other people's songs, and you know, just do that, man. Do what you good at. Do your little, your little spiel, and and, and just, just do that. Make your little um, happy-go-lucky battles, friendly battles with other people that's willing to do that with you. But you stepping in the ring with the, you know, with them hyenas, man. They them boys hungry over there right now and they making good real good music so until like i said until he he's not, he just done nothing to impress me man so he's just he's no different than everybody else that's out to me right now mm-hmm. I, I don't think he stands a chance not not even in the slightest mm-hmm. okay you need to find you need to find somebody that's that's more like on his side of the street because he's not even in dreamville neighborhood <laughs> damn okay well, there it is. That's Flock's opinion on Tory Lanez. Um, yeah, I would have to agree about the Dreamville stuff. I don't think he's messing with J.I.D. lyrically. I definitely don't think he's messing with Boss lyrically. And Cole, that's not even a question. I'm just, I'm good on that. I would like to see J.I.D. just put out something just for fun. But then again, it's like, is it even worth it? I don't think that any of it is worth it. Like, they need to bring out Revenge of the Dreamers 3 and just focus on that and not worry about Tory Lanez. Like, because at the end of the day, what is it doing for you? And then Tory Lanez is supposed to be coming out with another uh, project as well. So I just think that it's it's just like just bring the promotion to his next project. I just think it's it's going to be something that's going to be another rollout. 
it's gonna be another one of those situations so it is what it is but we'll see i don't think that this is going to die down anytime soon i think the tory lane is going to keep pushing everybody to try to make diss tracks about them but i hope that it does end sooner to, uh sooner than later but he had to tweet anything in a couple of days so i guess he's chilling out for now but i'm pretty sure he'll be back and we'll see uh if anybody else makes anything uh any other diss tracks about him so uh it is what it is on that situation uh another situation that i thought was very interesting and we talked about this before with rappers who started off independent and everything was going fine but uh we also talked about people who were on deals and when they end up signing these deals they end up getting in terrible situations and the labels fuck them over and they can't drop projects they can't do this they can't do that well young Dolph it seemed like he's in this situation now and he's been putting out a few tweets that said the record label been bullshitting they want me to drop they won't let me even though he said won't let me they won't let me drop any new music i knew i should have never signed this fucking deal and i looked at this tweet and i'm like what i thought that you were independent Dolph. like what's going on and so he follows up with that saying i have a confession i signed two deals in 2018 and i signed a deal in 2015 why would he be hiding this that's what i want to know because he never really followed up but he did say this before he ended his little reign he said i'm gonna leak this motherfucker fuck them <laughs> so so <laughs> young Dolph is in a situation where apparently his label isn't agreeing with whatever new project he has because young Dolph has never really slacked um every single year he dropped at least two projects so uh, it's kind of like you know weird that he hasn't dropped off anything for the new year but now we know why because he's having issues with his labels so this is very interesting um the label who we did get a partnership with the release last year was empire records and i understand man like when the label is offering you seven eight figures like it's it you know empire records yeah i know right empire records Lucia's line. yeah Lucia's <laughs> line. yeah you're lying bro <laughs> i was like what i never even heard of them for real but um but yeah it's time for empire records and so again when you see those numbers you're like you know what i'm gonna just go ahead and do it but i don't think that a lot of people realize like the ramifications of this because you know in a lot of times especially nowadays labels will fuck you over like when you get a situation like this they say well you can't get the sample cleared you uh we want to do a rollout like this yeah like and some people just like well i just want to drop music i don't want to do a rollout like just drop the music and either the streets are going to like it or they don't like it so now this dude is having these issues he's having these legal issues and i don't know if it's going to come out on the positive or the negative for him but uh but not just speaking on Dolph's situation but how do you how do you feel about these situations where like these rappers or, or artists period they're trying to drop music and they're trying to do whatever they want to do on the independent route but the labels are, are screwing them over and saying nah nah you can't you can't do that stuff how you feel about the situation spoils of war man so what that is i mean you sign when you sign on that dotted line uh to 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 have your stuff distributed by a major then you gotta play it the way they play it you gotta follow their lead that's the difference if you solely independent that's one thing i always liked about um i always liked about like e40 people always talking about oh, he's whacking all stuff but he he always had the great business sense that when he wanted to put his stuff out he put his stuff out he had his own label you know what I'm saying sick with it records so he you know what I'm saying he did what he wanted to do 
I mean, he when he wanted to come out with something, he did. And when he didn't, he didn't have to. And he just had, you know, uh, you know, I forgot. I don't know if it was Capital or whatever that distributed, but he had it in his, you know, in his contract that, you know, it basically was his call. It was basically his call, you know, when when he couldn't couldn't drop shit or wouldn't drop stuff. So, not a lot of these guys had that business sense to do so. But um, I don't know, man. I just I think that's unfortunate. But I mean, it's a it's one of those things where you learn, you live, and you learn. I mean, you you definitely learn that. I mean, you see a lot of people. I remember uh, when matter of fact, when Jay Z and them was on Rockefeller with Rockefeller, and they was on Priority. I mean. You know what I'm saying? When he came out with Reasonable Doubt, they was originally on priority. So then they then they ended up going to Def Jam. So, I mean, he learned some stuff from dealing with priority. Other people learn stuff and like you hear those those horror stories dealing with those major those major labels. So maybe this is just his to tell. I mean, who knows what else is going on in the background too. So I mean, maybe that shit he put he trying to leak ain't that good and somebody trying to tell him that he just don't want to hear it. You never know. So yeah. I mean, somebody probably saying, yo, this is just not good. I mean, we don't want we not behind this yet. We need you to touch some stuff up. So you never know what the full story is, man. I mean, artists can sit here and tweet out all a bunch of shit. Like, I mean, the artist is gonna have a million followers. The record label can counter and don't really have no followers, but it's just like, okay, that tree fall in the woods, nobody around the head doesn't make a sound. Like, you know, nobody's gonna hear the other side. So who who knows what's really going on behind the scenes? Yeah, that is a very good point. So I'm, I'm glad that you did mention that. Yeah, like I said, we don't know. It could have been some samples. Maybe the label wanted to actually get a single out because Dolph isn't really the person who drops like radio singles. But maybe they're trying to do that with this project. So you never know. Maybe he's just being impatient. Maybe just being, you know, a spoiled little baby about it. And just like, you know, I want to drop it when I want to drop it. And they're like, no, nah, like we're not ready yet. You need to take your time. So again, we don't know what happened. We don't know the communication between him and Empire Records or whoever else he's been dealing with. That's why that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Empire Records. Oh, your soul. Got Lucia Lyon doing your uh, mixing and stuff and cookie. That's funny yeah. as hell, but uh, <laughs> but we'll see what happens with with Dolph. But if he doesn't come out with any music um, this year, then we know why he's still battling with his label. So hopefully he gets it together. Hopefully he can drop his music whenever um, he whenever he wants to sooner or later. So uh, let's move on. <laughs> so I want to drop this. I don't. I didn't really have. Um, and we have an article for this, but I just want to touch on this and, and get your thoughts on this as well. Uh, now, this dude, Soldier Boy, oh my God, like we go from him talking about his soldier games and soldier watches and all that stuff to now him going on the Breakfast Club and him going on uh, the show with DJ Academics Everyday Struggle. And this man is going off. Again, he's created so many memes just from those two interviews alone. <laughs> yeah. But this guy, he is saying that he basically created like all these internet rappers. He was like, I was the first rapper to be on YouTube. I went to YouTube studios. Like I was the first one to market myself like that. I was the first rapper who sold a million uh, ringtones. I was the first person to do this. Like Drake stole my style. Like Ty ain't the hottest right now. I was the hottest in 2018. Uh, he was still doubling down on his soldier game saying that, you know, all those games were licensed academics. Y'all need to support black business. Every time a black person is trying to do something y'all not messing with it just because we black y'all need to support black business so this dude he has a lot of bold claims and as crazy as his delivery is i will have to give him one thing i think that he did actually like 
start the internet rapper wave. I don't think that he's the best rapper. I don't think that he's really a rapper, period. Because he, he definitely steals a lot of people's styles. I know that he mentioned like Migos as well. He was saying that, you know, I put them on. Like we ended up having the same beat. And I just gave Migos that beat. Drake wasn't even at the video when y'all did Versace. But I was there. I did songs with them. Everybody else. He said, I discovered Chief Keef. Like he said a lot of stuff. He said a lot of stuff. He said he discovered Famous Dex. He put Rich the Kid on. Like it was a lot of stuff. A lot of people were even name dropping. But I do give him the, the fact that I think that he really did like start the new trend for like the younger rappers and how to market yourself because we did see him doing a lot of videos and, and i don't i don't really remember seeing any rappers like back in 06 07 who was on youtube as much as he was like after crank that went viral and all of that stuff he was really one of the only ones who was on there so i guess i'll give him that one for really starting the trends and like showing people i guess the blueprint on how to market yourself on the internet but what do you feel overall on all of Soldier Boy's claims and, and you know, the people who we put on and, and just the fact that he said that he started, like, the whole wave, the whole internet rapper wave? Uh, I mean, we, we all clown Soldier Boy a lot for a lot of some of the shit he, he does and says, and a lot of it is justified, but with, um, and a lot of shit he says, I, I pay no attention to because a lot of times it just comes across him just talking out the side of his damn head but when um one thing he did say it was right and i said this before like you can't knock his hustle because we laugh and joke on him and shit but that whole like making it you know getting hot on the internet thing i mean now it's soundcloud but then it was youtube and you know saying even like when you heard about the story about how he put his shit out there on uh what was it limewire or some shit like that and, and changed the name and changed it to something else so people would you know saying would listen to it instantly you know what I'm saying and stuff like that i mean he he did make that shit famous he did father a lot of these dudes that y'all listen to to this day so i mean for that you gotta give him his props and stuff like that but that whole everybody's still in style and shit like that i mean that don't take away the fact that he, he was never a good rapper he just the whole shit it was ringtone rap mm -hmm. and he came out he came out during the dark well i always talk about the dark days of hip-hop which was from 2005 to 2010 it was a lot of bullshit that was coming out. Let's be real. It was a lot of bullshit coming out. He came in, snuck through the cracks, made it, made a, a catchy ass song, catchy video with it, had a had a distinct look. You know what I mean? And he was just a teenager at the time, too. That's what made it genius. And, you know, he and he still he's still cashing in on stuff. I mean, he's got his fingerprints and everything. We all seen him at E3 last year, walking around with a damn Infinity Gauntlet on. <laughs> yeah, you know said we walked right past him, like legit. Yo, what up? So he's like, gang, gang. All right, kept it moving. So I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say he did all this or Drake took his style. I mean, this could be possible. Drake took everybody's style, Facts. anybody's style he can get his hands on. So we not gonna doubt that he didn't take something from Soldier Boy. A lot of people took stuff from what Soldier Boy did. But that's just what everybody does. Whatever is high and whatever is working, it's just it's gonna be mimicked. So, I mean, that's why I say I don't pay everything he says that much attention. I take it with a grain of salt. But some of that shit he did say did make sense. I just didn't like. I didn't like how. Um, I thought that shit was hilarious how when dude was talking to academics, he was like, fuck niggas. He was like, yeah. Bro, he was calling him and Wayne no fuck niggas like to their yeah. face. I'm like, dog. Yeah. And only Wayne no says something because you know academics, he he be punking out. Like he be getting bitched up. I ain't even gonna front. But Wayne was like, hold up. Like you're not gonna come on my show and disrespect me. Like we need to we need to come to an agreement or something. So yeah, he was he was wilding. 
But that shit, like, even with that shit, like, and I like Charlemagne, he's a smart dude. I didn't like how Charlemagne was, uh, you know, was clowning him constantly, like, during the, during the whole thing. He was trying to be, like, serious and shit. And Charlemagne just kept pushing at him, pushing at him, and just saying a little shit, like, let me check your nose. You you on coke, right? You know, shit like that. It was just like, come on, fam. Like, it's cool to be the, the funny radio guy and shit, but at some point, man, just, like, you you see he ain't giving you that energy back, just just keep it just keep it peace mm-hmm. but then like the second Charlemagne said something about him having a book out first thing you know say soldier boy said was man that's good shit bro i'm proud of you and stuff like that yeah so right. he didn't even throw the shade back so that's why i said like i i look at i may not be a fan of that person's music but i can be a fan of the person you know what i mean so you never know what they're going through outside of what they what they doing so for that you know what i'm saying he tried like we we ragged on his little knockoff consoles and shit like that for everything we clown him for you still got to give them props for what, you know, give them their flowers when they can smell them. You know, he what he did was he did make that Internet shit getting hot on the Internet. You know, he made that shit popular because a lot of people were still going to record labels and trying to email their shit to this person or get their shit played in a club or something like that, doing it the harder way. You know what I mean? So for lack of better terms, they was doing it the harder way. So it was, you know, it was it's just what it was. It was it was creative and. It's still going on to this day because of what he did. He set the trend for that shit. Yeah. I think he brought up a good point when you said that he was young whenever he did that. I think that people still talk to Soldier Boy like he's 17. And I, I, I believe that's why, like, a lot of people think that they can clown him. But he's older now. Like, he's not, he's not going to talk to you the same way. He doesn't have the same mindset. Uh, and again, even on um, Breakfast Club and Everyday Struggle, he was wilding. He was definitely wild and again i don't necessarily agree with the delivery that he that he had on both of those shows and the energy that he had on both of those shows but he has still been trying to get into a lot of business ventures and again at the end of the day i can never knock anybody's hustle but what i don't like and especially with black people doing it's not just him i don't like when people try to pull that guilt trip on us and we're like oh because it's black business you got to support it hell no nah, i'm not fucking with that at all i'm not messing with you when you're coming out with knockout console uh, knockout console that you don't even put your own stamp on it like i understand what you're trying to do you like you know y'all don't say that to uh, nintendo y'all don't say that to microsoft y'all don't say that to sony well i mean they started that stuff like of course you're not gonna say none of them that's the only thing that we know of course if a black person brought out a console and they did it the right way i would support it but you just took you just took their designs you first of all you took knockoffs from overseas and then you try to put your name on it but you couldn't even package that correctly how can i how can i fuck with that and how can i fuck with you stealing people's games and saying that they're licensed when they're not like i don't i don't support that stuff so not every person who does not every black person who does business does good business and i don't fuck with that stuff also don't fuck with the knockoff soldier pods and the uh the soldier watch that he has like i understand what he's trying to do but that's not the black business that i want to support so i i can't rock with that stuff i i can't rock with that at all but everything else the soldier boy is doing if it's true like i'm he said he has a documentary that's coming out he's trying to deal with amc rack uh amc theaters and i'm like all right that's cool like if that's true uh i you know i'll support it when it comes out i'll look at the documentary and or whatever it is and, and we'll see what that's about like but i feel like he shouldn't have to flex at this point like if you got all that money, if you're in all these legal business ventures, I fuck with that. But I'm not messed with all the stuff that you're doing illegally. You trying to, you trying to double down to say that you know, oh, it is, it is licensed, it is licensed when we know it's not. Like, cause they they've already 
uh they've already said that it wasn't like i i just i can't mess with that stuff i can't mess with every single black business that comes your way because some of y'all be still trying to finesse and that stuff ain't cool and then y'all try to put it all we don't support black business i'm not i'm not rocking with that stuff i'm not rocking right. with that at all so like i said i'm good on that but i do believe the soldier boy definitely started a wave that a lot of people are still following and you <laughs> can't do everything independent like you really you don't need anybody if you put your uh you put your mind to it but there is still like some good business ventures that you can do with certain businesses um that will you know make you a sell at the end of the day but i would just say be smart about that and, and do that stuff legally don't don't uh don't flex don't uh don't fake the funk on that stuff because that's that stuff is whack i ain't messing with that but yeah you definitely ain't gonna swindle me into supporting your ass if you if you come in with some some bullshit bro. exactly black white whatever For real right so you gonna guilt trip me into supporting <laughs> some bullshit. Yep, <laughs> yep, exactly. So, so all the people, cause it was definitely a lot of people on Twitter like, "Sue, dude, this is why black people can't stick together, cause you not messing with him." And, and I can tell that these are people who don't even play video games. It's, it's like, come on now, when someone refutes the issue, when they found that these were Chinese knockoffs, and when they saw that you know, ten, uh, Nintendo was saying that you need to cease and desist, cause not only are you still in our games, but you're still in our designs for your consoles. Right. Uh, they didn't need to look and research into yeah. why that was happening they exactly so he thought oh we just shutting it down because the, they ain't one of these bigger names mm -hmm. and that's a hive mentality we need to get shit. off of that too so that's that's also wrong so again do your research before you you know just blindly support stuff i ain't mad at getting this money i'm not mad at the people who bought the consoles that's fine but i'm not messing with you when you're doing that stuff illegally and you're saying that it's legal that's it so uh let's move on to some positive news man move on to some positive news nice and I didn't even know that uh, that he had a venture with Pluto TV. This man has been low-key doing a lot of stuff, man. Nas is a very, very smart dude. And this dude with Pluto TV, he ended up getting Viacom to buy Pluto TV for $340 million. Uh, now, I've heard of Pluto TV, but I can't say that I've watched it. Uh, but if you're not familiar with it, Pluto TV is a free service. It's backed by uh, uh, ads, so you don't have to pay a subscription. It's one of those subscriptionless services where you can watch TV from a whole bunch of channels. But these channels aren't the typical channels that you'll see on the regular cable, uh, like BET and MTV and stuff like that. Uh, these are independent channels um, that all have you know a variety of things. Like you have your sports channels, you have your drama channels, you have your movie channels, and so forth and so on um you even have like your news channels um but not like your typical local news channels you have stuff like that um but i thought that this was very interesting i, I don't mess with viacom but viacom pretty much rules like everything uh yeah, yeah i'm not going to get into like the details and why i don't mess with viacom but just just know that you know they shady but uh but it's it's like almost impossible to get away from viacom because they pretty much own everything as far as tv is concerned um but now they got pluto tv uh, but I'm not mad at this, yo. That is a huge chunk of money. $340 million just for Pluto TV and for them to take over. So how you feel about that news flock? You know how I feel about it. Shit is wonderful. I love seeing it because, you know, I, I hear, you know, you hear a lot of these dudes, you know, a lot of people that don't know nothing. They think that once most rappers are finished rapping, they call them old, washed up, old heads and all this other shit. You know, all they shit boring. They need to hang it up and all this other shit. Like a lot of these, like some of these rappers don't really need to rap to, to, to live. They doing other things. They doing it because they love the, they, they love the, the art form and they actually know the history and shit like that. That's why I laugh when I hear 
when I see some of these rappers, they little money up to their ear and shit like that. And three years later, we don't see them no more. We ain't getting money we, over yeah, here. <laughs> yeah, what Jay-Z said, and, money yeah, to and, and you got Nas, who's a 20-plus year veteran in the game. It's still out rhyme. I'll say anybody that's out right now, probably in your, you know what I'm saying, in your personal top five, when he sets his mind to it and not be on the bullshit. I mean, that's just my personal opinion, but... I mean to see him do that and that's not the only thing he got his fingers in yeah. you know what i mean he got his hands in a lot of shit what is it like lift lift and- dropbox and coinbase with a uh, qvp queensbridge venture partners is the name of his company yeah so and then uh shout out to him for um did he just open up his he got a restaurant in like brooklyn right uh i, I believe he got so. a restaurant i, I think so. he got a restaurant in brooklyn that when the government shut did the government sh- when they did the government shutdown he he fed those people uh the workers and stuff over there for free in his restaurant for like uh, a few days while they were going through the government shutdown fed them for free so another thing that you know he don't have a camera crew following him everywhere showing everything he does most of the time when you hear about something that Nas does it's through another party and not from him but not for someone recording him do it he got a camera crew showing him doing good deeds and shit like that so nothing but respect for me man on that one right there, bro. I was saying three hundred forty million. Yeah, huge <laughs> chunk of change. And yeah, that restaurant was called uh, Sweet Chick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So man, this, this dude, nah, like again, he even he got me. I knew that he, you know, was into some ventures, but I didn't know he like he had his whole like venture and company, and I didn't know that he invested <laughs> in so many different companies. Like that's that's great. Man, I'm a quote. I'm a quote. I'm a quote the great uh, the great poet uh, Lil Wayne when he says. Real G's moving silence like lasagna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. It, it, it didn't even come from him, yo. He didn't want it broadcast. People just knew that's what he did, and they reported it. Fact. A lot of us wouldn't even know that. Yeah. He don't go around constantly throwing name dropping and shit like Game does everything. And, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Stuff like that. So he, he just do what he does. Much respect. True, true. Shout out to Nas, man. Can I can I hold a million? You know what, what we gotta do to get us some adventures? I, I need to talk to you. You wanna invest in GI or something? Man, like, come know, on, I, we out here. I could play your younger brother in a movie. I be hearing <laughs> I look like Nas and shit all the time. So. Hey, I'm saying just holler, holler, my guy. We got you. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's move on. I actually forgot to uh, talk about the notable new releases before we get into the album reviews. So. Uh, it's been very slow, as you know, um, what happens at the beginning of the year. But uh, we're going to talk about the notable new release in the last two weeks. Uh, we have uh, XSX and Talcion. He dropped Members Only Volume 4. Obviously, this is post-humorous, uh, but it has a lot of, you know, the rappers who he messes with on this project. We have Dreezy, drop Big Dreeze. We have Future, drop Future Hendrix Presents The Wizard. Boogie, Everything's For Sale. And G Herbo, drop G Swervo. Uh, so again, it's been pretty, pretty light. Uh, but as far as the album reviews, we do have two albums that we are going to review. Let's start off with Future. Future Hendrix presents The Wizard. 20 songs total. Features from Young Thug, Gunner, and Travis Scott. So that's actually pretty light. And my favorite songs on here would be FNN, Call the Coroner, and Unicorn Perp. I know that this was a, a hard thing for you to listen to. I know you're really not a Future fan, but... As far as me listening to pretty much every future project, I thought that this future project was actually pretty good. A lot of people were instantly thinking that this project was going to be whack because Future did reveal that he is officially off of Lean. 
because uh, you know a lot of these rappers actually be doing the stuff that they be talking about. We're more of a uh, more of a doing culture than a selling culture as far as rap is concerned these days. So a lot of these rappers be doing a lot of drugs. And uh, one thing that apparently a lot of rappers still can't get off of, even though they see all these other rappers dying from it, is Lean. So Future actually got off of Lean, and he said that he didn't want many people to know because he thought you know that he was gonna be a fraud or whatnot because he's been talking about lean like pretty much since he came out and now he stopped so he was like you know i want people thinking to be different because i'm not doing lean anymore so a lot of people like that's a problem i know right like like come on dog worry about your health like at the end of the day like if people care about you then hold on, hold on they should care about like, before we before before we get get into this man i i gotta say this real quick. okay now with him um you know a lot of people will say you know oh well that's you know that's what he does all oh, that makes him that makes him a bad person for 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 weaning off that shit let's take a dmx for example we all know that dmx has his addictions and he just got you know what I'm saying you know he's trying to get himself clean again and you know he had admitted you know a little while ago that he was addicted to cocaine we know dmx was probably doing more than that but one of the things about dmx is he never rhymed about doing drugs and shit like that right he never glorified it right mm. am i right mm, right so when he when he comes off and says all right look this is what i'm doing this is the mistakes i made i'm you know i don't rhyme about it i don't glorify it so i don't think that's a cool thing to do because people that follow you you'd be surprised how many people are really sheep out here have a sheepish mentality where they think oh because this person does it i'm gonna do it and you know oh he cool he can still go out here and drop hit records so I can still go out here and do my everyday, my everyday thing too. That's how people get killed. That's how people die in accidents, and and you're, more importantly, yourself. That's how you damage yourself. So I think that that's 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 a that's a real corny way of of thinking. If anyone gonna attack that man by saying, and the fact that he thinks that, because I mean he's not a young dude. He's at least in his thirties, right? I so, think so. Yeah. So I mean he's old enough to know that. Hey man, like that ain't cool. Yeah, I, I left this alone. You know so. I don't think that people should be judging him or saying that his music is going to be trash because he left a substance alone that that killed a lot of people. I mean, it killed quite a few people. I mean, mm-hmm. Lil Wayne almost died from it. Mm-hmm. Was there having seizures and shit like that? So, I mean, I, I think that's I think that's weird, bro. If, if anybody is really saying that shit like that, for him to have that feeling that his music isn't going to be successful, he's not going to have a successful career, you know, from here on because he he decided to. To, to drop a habit a potentially life-threatening habit i think that shit is weak right i agree and yeah he's 35 so he would definitely get into that age exactly. where yeah you could die exactly. you know very very easily from that uh fredo died from that yams died from that uh you see died from that uh did dj screw die from it too it was dj a, screw yeah dj screw man there's so many people so many so many good ass rappers or you know whether you want to say it or not uh but that yeah it's a lot of people die from lame man and people still don't want to quit so like i said y'all y'all should have been quit that shit like a long time ago so uh i wasn't worried about that uh, i'm not like the biggest future fan but the future hive as they call it he was worried about them that they wouldn't mess with the music anymore um but in any case i thought that his music you know pretty much more or less like sounded the same uh, I think that the one thing, even though I like, I really don't take the time to listen to future lyrics, uh, like like other people might. I did like try to pay attention to see like if he really talked about it, and he didn't. 
so it was actually good because he always talked about lean uh, on this on this song but yeah he didn't really talk about drugs like really at all uh or not as much on this album yeah uh, a couple's and references yeah in a, yeah a couple of them a couple of them but he didn't talk about took, lean. A, took a couple's hands and slept the whole day i i, I heard I was listening to it. yeah that stuff mm, see, uh, now you know i actually listen to it now <laughs> true true, true true uh one song that i wanted to mention in particular um was crazy but true now i don't really don't see future bragging a lot or talking about like you know how he birthed people or whatnot but this particular song you know he talked about how how like he influenced a lot of people's style and they don't want to give me credit like you rap like me you sound like me you got your fashion from me so i found that song particularly interesting uh that like he's coming out and, and saying all this stuff you know like like i i really influenced a lot of y'all styles um who's out now so it's kind of like the soldier boy thing that uh we were talking about so i guess future is feeling the same way and he's feeling like he's probably not getting as much credit as he as he feel like he should uh, especially in atlanta so i mean it's it's kind of some truth to that i, I do think that a, a lot of rappers who came after him definitely sound a lot like him but uh but again i just found that one interesting uh, i thought that the beats on this one were pretty cool i definitely liked the production he didn't have really too many slow songs um and the ones that were were towards the end i mean it's 20 songs so again it's a it's a lot on here and some of the beats did you know sound very very f similar but that's kind of how it is uh, with a lot of trap rappers um you, you'll get a lot of similar sounding beats but i thought that all in all like it's something that i can bump in my whip and again i don't really listen to future for lyrics anyway so i thought that it was pretty cool and then like the fact that he had like limited features on he had young thug gunner and then travis scott um I, I thought that that was that was cool it really showed like a lot a lot more of his style his own personal style than uh being a heavily featured album so i thought it was all right if you're a future fan i think that you have nothing to worry about because again rapping about lean was nothing that concerned me anyways i never wanted to do lean just because i heard future talking about it and the fact that he stopped again it, it really doesn't do me any any type of way i'm glad that he stopped because <laughs> again that just it kills a lot of people so i'm glad he finally decided to put it down and now don't nobody have to worry about it and if you stop listening to future because he stopped doing lean then you were you were sucking I, I ain't even trying to mess with that stuff so so uh what you <laughs> you are you were sucking uh so i know you don't really listen to future but go ahead and give me your thoughts on the on the wizard uh uh first let me start off some pause i'm proud that he, he he elected to you know let off the lean i will say that it wasn't as many drug references in 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 the album i was surprised i'm not gonna lie but the fact that it wasn't as many drug references in the album it was kind of like okay now what you gonna talk about mm. and when i was listening to it not gonna lie it sounded like through the whole hour of that album it sounded like um i was listening to like the same three songs in a continuous loop and i'm not gonna lie like that's just that's just that's just the take i got from it i mean if there's any songs that i did like off of that i think it was a first off and a face shot those are songs that i actually really like i found myself like kind of bobbing to a little bit but um for the most part like jay said before i'm not a real big future fan but i did come into it with uh, you know just a, an objective you know reach just trying to say okay let's see what i can get different from it that i've got that i didn't get from other projects of his but i just felt like it was it was average at best i mean I think it was it was definitely just average to me 
So I I didn't think nothing. I mean, I thought he was gonna have a lot of features on there, but he didn't. Because I don't feel like Future can carry a whole song by himself all the time. Through like at least not through an album. He definitely can't carry a whole album by himself, and it, it kind of showed with the with the um with the with the let me see lack of features that he had. So I'll just say, like I said, those two songs that I named were the ones I liked the most out of all of them. Everything else just kind of was like a blur for me. It's just like I said before, it sounded like a continuous loop of the same three songs. And uh, so on that note, I gave it a generous two out of five because I was fully intent on giving it a one and a half. But the fact there wasn't as many drug references, I, I boosted it up a little bit to a two out of five. Okay, okay. For future, and I'm just basing this off of future project. It's not one of my favorites, but I think that this one was better than definitely better than that future and juice world stuff. I think it was better than Beast Mode 2, because I didn't really like Beast Mode 2 either. And then uh Hendrix, I'm not a fan because that was like the the singy part. Uh Future was cool, but I, I still I feel like I kinda like this a little bit better than Future. Uh, my favorite project from Future is definitely Monster, that mixtape, and then I like Evo and I like Dirty Sprite too. Uh, those are some of my favorite Future projects uh, that he's come out with. <laughs> so, um, but I think that for The Wizard, I'm gonna give it a two and a half because it wasn't it wasn't bad. I felt like I liked a lot more songs on this one uh, than I did his previous project. So, um, again, I I don't think that him getting off a lean really affected his music. Um, as much as a lot of people thought it would. Uh, but I want to mention one thing. <laughs> and uh, this is kind of, it's, it's off topic, but I, I kind of want to know your thoughts about this. Future was asked about uh, his baby mama, Sierra, and Russell. And he was mentioning how, like, like <laughs> Sierra didn't want him to, like, uh, you know, to have Russell around his kids and stuff. And that she wouldn't let him see his kids. And uh, it, it, it kind of, like, it definitely brought up a, t- uh, a discussion on Twitter. But I want to know your thoughts about that. Do you think that he is wrong for saying that? Because I feel like, especially in, in the black community, when we have these baby mamas and baby fathers, we'll be feeling some type of way. We don't want nobody else around them trying to influence them and stuff. You like, that's my kids. Can't no, can't no other dude be around them like me. How do you feel about that particular subject about uh, other people being around your kids? I mean, being a father, um, I could see where he was coming from, but I just think the way he went about it, the way he handled it, he sounded like a bitter baby mama at the time, though. Hmm. That's just what it sounded like to me. And then, then when I listened, actually listened to the whole thing when he talked about it, it was kind of like he was asked, so he just responded and at, and answered. So it was like he did mention the fact that, like, yeah, if my son want to play football, why wouldn't you know saying why wouldn't you know I want that man to you know he, he the best person for the job, you know what I mean? To, to show him so. I feel like with with that it's it's a touchy subject because if if he's not in this in his son's life then it ain't shit he can really say like you can't bitch about it now like if you wasn't handling your business don't get mad when somebody else step up to the plate and handle it that's that's how i feel on that but i mean you know personally like how i am with my sons man like anytime i'm off work they with me mm-hmm. so so um i'm really overprotective you know what I'm saying with my with my with my sons and you know what you know what she does you know saying when whatever they i mean they gonna report they gonna report it back in you they gonna report it back to me anyway so it's just like you know it's i never i don't have that issue where it's like oh trying to keep me away from him and shit like that so that part i can't really understand but 
I mean, you like I said before, you never know what goes on behind the scenes. Maybe the whole, you know, the lean thing played a part in it. You know what I mean? Maybe she didn't want the sun around that shit, that atmosphere. But you got to think about what he, you know, what he, what what happened, how that situation happened with them too. I mean, right. this dude, this dude did make on on that album. He did, you know, what I'm saying have a have a verse bragging about, you know, I took so many dudes, women, and shit like that. You know, that was a that was definitely a Scotty Pippen disc. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. I forgot know, about yeah. that. Yeah, so I, I told you, man. I, I, was, I remember I listening. Yeah, I remember yeah, So it's like, you know, you never know what 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 the full story is, man. But I, I felt like I felt them on some things, but on on the on the on the other side of the coins, like, bro, you you gotta make sure you got your shit together, and then you know. Then you got every right to complain about it. But I mean, she done moved on, let her move on. And, you know, that dude is going to be around. You know what I mean, y'all just got to deal with each other at this point. Yep. Yep. That is what it is. Not like, right. It's just not like it's just some, some, some dude, you know what I'm saying? Some dude she hidden. You know what I mean? If right, that's like they her married, husband, they got a kid. Yeah. Like, and they, and they got a kid. Yeah. So it's like, you, you, I mean, that's a family now, bro. So you just got, that's, you know, something you just got to deal with. Yeah, apparently Future got a whole bunch of baby mamas and kids, anyways, and they all be complaining exactly. that he don't be seeing his kids. So you can't exactly. you can't really get mad at, at the kid that you and Sierra had. You can't do it. Being yeah, you can't Russell. do it when you want to do it. You gotta do it. You know, and then you bragging about you just spin a you just spin an M on on your kids, and I I heard that that line in a song too about you just spend a whole million on on all your kids and shit like some shit like this. Like come on. <laughs> like that that's that's whatever. On that. yeah, <laughs> can't be bragging you, about this stuff, man. So, yeah, it is what it is. So, I just want to get your thoughts on that, you being a father. So, so there you go, man. Um, so, Flight give it a generous two. I gave it a two and a half for Future, and uh, Future Hendrix presents The Wizard. Now, let's get to the second album review. We have Boogie, Everything's for Sale. Uh, it has 13 songs total. Features J.I.D., Eminem, Black, Christina Scott, Atune Adula, and Snow Alagras. And uh, my favorite songs on there will be Soho and Self Destruction. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know where I was. I must have been under a rock, so I'll give myself the L on this one. I never heard Shady. of Boogie until a couple weeks ago. I never heard of him. Okay, either. okay. So I'm not I'm not alone. Okay. So I was looking at like his story or whatever, and apparently this dude signed to Shady Records in 2017. Yeah. I was like, what? I've seen that too. I said, where was I at? Like, this dude, Eminem, even though I love Eminem, I still think that he's one of the greatest rappers, but Shady Records is really, really bad at promoting. They are terrible at promoting. This is why Slaughterhouse had their situation. This is why Joe Budden has been mad at Eminem for the longest. They haven't been able to promote anybody properly, so I don't know what's going on there, but... I ended up having to find out about him just because of a project that he put out before everything's for sale, like a little EP, uh, before we even got to his uh, his uh, album here on Shady Records. I think this is his debut album with Shady, um, but I know he came out with another like release. I don't I don't know if that was official or not, but this is this is the one that uh, everybody's been talking about. So I didn't even know about this stuff, but he's on Shady Records with Eminem. Uh, obviously, he has Eminem on this album, and I was like, all right, let me go ahead and give it a listen. I, I don't know anything about Boogie. Let me see what it's about. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought that he would rap a little bit different um, with him being a West Coast rapper. I thought it would be a lot more gangster and hard hitting, but it was actually pretty slow. It was it was pretty slow and mellow uh, for some of these songs. Like he he wasn't really rapping that that true like West Coast gangster shit. He was really like talking a lot about like 
like you know situation with him and, and chicks and stuff and yeah shit. and baby moms yeah and i was like okay like this is this is interesting it's a different perspective um from what i seen him being advertised on just you know looking at the album cover and stuff like that so i thought that that was interesting the fact that he got jid on uh on the feature i didn't even know he messed with jid like that uh but that's definitely my favorite song soho i, I thought that uh they definitely killed that together especially jid uh, the song Eminem Rainy Days. I thought that that one would be better. Um, it, it was okay. I, it was okay, but Eminem didn't really it say was, anything. It was just was, one of them Eminem. It was just one of them Eminem. Yeah. Like, I, it was like, okay. Bro. Yeah, it was definitely like that. Then he had Black on Skydive and Sky, Skydive 2. Um, sorry, not even the first Skydive. But that one was, that song was cool. Uh, but then Self Destruction. Hold on. You know what's funny, though? That song, when I first heard, when I heard the part one of Skydive, mm-hmm. that's who I thought of. Because it sounded like when he was on that by himself, that's who it sounded like. This sounds like Black. The part, yeah. And then as, this sounds like Black. And then, ironically, Black was on part two of mm-hmm. that song. Yep. Yep. So that was that on that one. And then uh, we got down to, to the 12 track, Self Destruction. I was like, okay, I'll mess with this one too. Like that, that was more my style. I'm not, again, and I say this all the time, I'm not really a fan of like the slower type of beats uh, when, when people be rapping on that. That's, that's just not really my style. I can get with some of them, but I pretty much like the upbeat type of songs. And that's why I rock with Soho and Self Destruction the most. Uh, again, Rainy Days was was whatever, and then like the other songs were kind of okay. But uh, again, I I can appreciate you got, you got this upbeat bias, bro. I, swear. I do, I do. I'm sorry, man. That's, that's just how I am. I can't I can't get with the slow stuff. If I want to listen to slow stuff, I'm gonna listen to R and B. That's that's just how I am. A guy, be, yeah, because I know that you know that's what that's for. So that's that's just me, man. That's that's just my personal thing. I just I like I like bass knocking. I like I like uh, up tempo type of beat. So, um, but still, I'm not gonna not boogie for that, especially for my first official project that i've heard from him uh, it makes me want to go back and hear like what he was putting out before so i'm gonna go back and listen to like his previous stuff because of this and and again i was pleasantly surprised with like the slow the slow type of uh slow type of songs and his subject matter uh definitely wasn't what i was expecting so again i'm not gonna knock him it was actually pretty cool it was, it was pretty interesting for uh for someone who got signed to sadie records i don't even know how that happened because he doesn't it even it only feel like he fits the mold no not at all i was I, that's why I was definitely expecting something else, but I, I didn't get that. And I was like, well, like, I mean, when 50 Cent came out, we kind of were thinking the same thing as well. And because I, I still don't think the Eminem and 50 Cent were the same, um, were on the same wavelength, but they ended up working out. So maybe Boogie will work out. So, uh, what'd you think about this album? Man, let me start off by saying that, um, I too was surprised to see that he was signed to Shady. Um, I did not see that coming at all uh, when I look, because every time I look on it, I go on the album, I go down like, who is he with? You know, okay, damn, Shady, Interscope. I'm like, okay, this is this is a surprise. Oh, that was before I even listened to a single song. And I'm like, okay, let me brace myself to this. I'm thinking I might get like a, you know, a Griselda type vibe or something like that. I'm like, we'll see though. But I listened to it. First thing I thought, I was like, okay, I could definitely tell he's from the West Coast by listening to him in the, in, in the whole in the first joint you know what i'm saying i'm like okay now i'm listening i'm listening like you said that you weren't a fan first of all let me say my my favorite songs on that was the lol smh uh joint the interlude the, okay they, yeah i thought that shit was i thought that shit was creative as hell um the who's fault i thought that was pro- that was probably my favorite song on that and self-destruction too i, I those two are like neck and neck but um I, I like you don't like the the slower stuff but to me i think with me it gives me more of a chance to uh 
get to know the artist and get to know the person you know what I'm saying who's creating the music and you, like anybody that can form that type of transparency that can kind of like admit their faults like he was basically like yo I, he said a line on there on one of the songs i think it was on whose fault where he was basically like yo she told me my son got a game i need to be there to get him and all this other stuff but i'm like no nah. my attitude basically saying no nah, fuck that get that nigga that you with to do it and yeah, shit like that even yeah. though i know i was wrong like that's the shit that i'm not gonna lie that's what we do like we will do that like men will do that when you in your feelings or you feel a certain type of way and you like no nah, i ain't doing that shit you do it just because you yeah just because you mad at her you know what I'm saying you know it's wrong to, to, to make the, the kids suffer but sometimes your attitude anger and rage to get the best of you and you do it i've done it yo i'm not perfect by no stretch i've done it before so i that's why when i'm listening to it those type of songs help me understand everything every bit i can take in everything that they're saying like line for line word for word like bar for bar because it's not just a whole bunch of you know what i'm saying that will be like you say you more partial to that when i'm trying to understand someone and see what they what they can do and where they where they from that's the type of shit i like to hear because i get a general understanding of what they bring to the table and you get to know who that person is and i always say that rap music any type of music is you know saying they call them an artist for a reason because they are painting a verbal picture for you to see what they're going through that you know saying that music is a canvas yo like so that beat is they canvas to paint that picture for you and that's that's how i that's how i break down music i'm just sitting there like i could see him going through it and i can translate that shit to something i've probably gone through myself so that's why i, I thought that some of that shit he did was pretty fucking creative man so you know i was i was definitely a fan listening to it and when i when i started listening to certain songs like that a few other songs i was like he kind of reminded me of black and then, like I said, ironically, he was on one of those songs, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." So I, I you know, saying like I said, "LOL, SMH, Who's Fault and Self Destructions" were my favorite songs, and you know, it was surprisingly, um, you know, I was pleasantly surprised by listening to it, and I thought the shit was pretty, pretty neat to listen to, man. He, he, shit was clean, man. So I gave, but I, I thought all in all that every song didn't like measure up to. Those songs that I that I did, so for that I just put it like right in the middle. Still, I didn't want I, I almost gave him a three, but I just kept it at a two and a half, like like middle of the road. But I will like check for him the next time he drops some shit though from here on in. Okay, okay, yeah, I also give it the same. It was a pretty good project. Again, night and the voice and the voicemails was cool on that too. Oh yeah, basically telling like, hey man, get out shit, your feelings. Dude. Yeah, you get out your feelings. I'm like, and you can tell they from California. That's why I listen to them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was a cool project. Again, not really my like full cup of tea. Uh, and not just because it's West Coast because he was definitely a different type of West Coast. West Coast, Coast Bias J. Man, but I heard Soho though. <laughs> I said, boy, I said Soho raw. That's, that yeah, was that was cold too. With, uh, yeah, with, with J.I.D. on it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, Soho, that's my shit. It did self-destruction. I was like, yeah, okay. I can I can rock with those songs at least. So I'm gonna give it a two and a half. Um I'll definitely recommend listening to it, especially if you like uh if you like more like storytelling type of projects and if you if you like slower type of stuff, unlike me. Um I think it's I love storytelling, y'all, so don't we let JG do. bias fool you. <laughs> <laughs> we know, I know you do. I love it. I, I love do, it. So uh but yeah, it was definitely a personal project. I will give that you mentioned that before. It was definitely personal and I you know, I actually, you know, learned a little bit about him. So that's what he's going through it's it's interesting it's definitely interesting he's not the artist that i would think would be on shady records but i hope that they can um they can promote him better i saw him promoming himself made it really so good. good though yeah 
that's what to me made it so good and so interesting because i'm like this 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 dude signed the shady like i said whoa <laughs> this, this ain't the type of shit shady records sign they they signed just straight like gunfire yeah. type lyrical miracle Super spiritual lyrical, individual yeah. like that's what they but this dude here he was a completely different animal and that's what i like yeah so that was that was dope that was dope i definitely like this so again like he's been doing a lot of promoting himself i don't know if shady has been backing that as much um uh, because again like if if me and flock didn't know about him i'm not saying that i know everybody in the world who raps but if we didn't know about this then i'm like damn what are they doing over there in that camp uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know man how the hell did i find out about him in the last couple of weeks i know some people were telling me in my chat like y'all heard the boogie I was like, who the hell is that? <laughs> I thought about uh, the YouTuber Boogie. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. Like, I was like, Boogie rap now? <laughs> oh, my God, man. <laughs> I, said, I said, don't tell me Boogie rap, dog. No, no not pull Francis. Up a, pull up in a scooter. Right. Like, <laughs> I was like, man, they got to be some parody stuff. But y'all was talking about Boogie rap. I was like, okay. I was like, all right. <laughs> like, let me give it a When you first put Boogie in, I thought you was like that A Boogie with the hoodie dude. When you just put Boogie. I'm like, who the yeah. fuck is Boogie? Yeah. I'm like, that's why when you see that gif i hit you with the ryan reynolds like oh uh-huh. <laughs> that's why i'm like oh god like nah, no. not him yeah because i don't even listen to a boogie but i thought the same too um when they was in my chat i was like okay i was like i know you ain't talking about that boogie y'all talking about a boogie it's like no nah, boogie i was like okay i think it was actually ab smooth yeah it was ab smooth shout out to ab oh well, you know he gonna know yeah he, he, he west there. coast yeah i was like shout out to ab he was the one so yeah that's that's who said it and i was like nah i ain't heard about him before so obviously he knew about him so i listened to it I listened to it, AB, if you listening. Uh, so, he was cool, man. He was definitely cool. So, again, we both give everything for sale by Boogie a two and a half. All right. Let's move on to the song of the week. Um, And I think I ended up putting this song on here because after I was done listening to Boogie, I think that uh, a Gold Link song ended up popping up. So, I thought about the first project that I listened to, which was a God Complex. And this particular song, which was like the first official song that was on there, was Planet Paradise. And when I listened to it, I was like, yo, like this dude sounds super different. And then when I found out he was from, that he from the D.C. area, I was like... I was like, oh man, like this is this is totally different. This is stuff that I like because it was it was using a lot of uh, a lot of house music type of vibes. That's what I was getting from it. He wasn't that traditional type of rapper, and I was like, yo, this is this is kind of high. TBH claimed that he put me on the Gold Link, but I was like, I've been to about Gold Link since 2014, boy. Like, calm down, because uh, he was talking about his last project that came out. He was like, yeah, you should listen. I was like, boy, I've been. That's because he, he from that area. Exactly. So yeah, he's trying to you know he's trying to put me on the stuff. But I was like, you put me on the to barely anybody boy uh but yeah but going back to the gods complex with one of the first uh mixtapes from one of the first projects that i heard and i really like planet paradise like that beat was just so dope and i just like the way that he rapped it, it just gave me a different type of vibe and ever since then i've been messing with gold link ever since so if you have not heard the god complex if you have not heard planet paradise i recommend to give that a listen again this came out in 2014 all right flock what you got for us uh I got crisscross featuring there's a lot of features on this song featuring the brat mr black jermaine dupree and the late great aliyah singing on the uh on the hook uh live and die for hip-hop came out in 1996 off the uh i think it was like what was that name now young rich and dangerous yep uh yeah that was that was probably that's probably one of my favorite probably my favorite crisscross song that beat but they sampled the uh, Regina Bell, Baby Come to Me. Jermaine Dupri did his thing on that, man. The, the video, I remember the video. The video was nice as hell. I don't even think Aaliyah was in the video, though. But anywho, um, 
yeah, that that's my joint right there, man. I, I love that song. I think y'all should check that out, man. It's real, real, real mellow vibe. You know, everybody did their thing, and Brat, the Brat killed it. So okay, yeah. okay. All right, so Flock, Criss Cross, Live and Die for Hip Hop came out in 1996 from the Young, Rich, and Dangerous album. And me, Gold Lane, Planet Paradise came out in 2014 from the God Complex Project. All right, so let's get into the topic of the week. And this kind of goes back to the whole Tory Lane situation, but I, I kind of just wanted to make it a general type of question here. How do you feel about randomly just beefing with your peers? These, these aren't just regular people. Like, if you got, like, murder beef with them, somebody you see on the streets. But I'm talking about, like, your straight peers, like the people who you came up with at the same time. Do you think it's a good or a bad thing to just randomly be beefing with your peers? I think this shit is corny if it's a random beef because it ain't beef if it's random. Mm. I think it's just, I think it's somebody just starting the shit just to get it, you know, once again, just try to get their name, you know, buzzing and whatnot. I think when people say like random beef, somebody, somebody will probably that's listening to this is probably gonna be like, well, what about what 50 Cent did with Ja Rule? Or what about what, what, what Kendrick, I mean, did with, with everybody? And he just like, but, but the thing was, Ja Rule and 50 Cent had history prior to it. So that was some shit that stemmed from wherever, and you know it. That shit manifested. The um, you like when I think of beef, like real beef. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm thinking like you know, okay, NWA, Ice Cube having money issues with the rest of the group and all this other. So he said, "Fuck it, I'm out of here." Then them dudes call him Benedict Arnold, make a hundred miles of running, say some shit. Then they got a song saying, "Yo, Dre, I was chilling with your bitch O'Shea," which is Ice Cube's real name. So Ice Cube made his first solo album never even mentioned him so nwa kept poking the bear and eventually cube came out with what we know is probably one of the greatest diss songs of all time no vaseline and he killed all them niggas by himself same shit with like game when he made the what was that the 300 bars yeah so that's because 50 kept poking at him and poking at them two dudes just didn't get along so like to me i feel like beef has to escalate it has to be something that caused it you can't just come out that's what we call um like what you would call like dissing for a deal like say an artist just comes out and you never heard of this dude before he just comes out just dissing everybody you know what I'm saying? He doing that just to get some type of deal so people can say, oh, this dude hot right now. He came after, he came after DMX. He came after Kendrick Lamar. He came after J. Cole. He came after this dude, that dude. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what you call this for a deal. And that shit is corny as fuck. So I feel like that shit is weird. Like it to me, a real beef has to has to escalate from something. Like it could be y'all work together on a song. You know what I mean? Y'all had creative differences or the say the Jay-Z and R. Kelly shit. You know what I'm saying? Like they got into it on tour. So they kicked R. Kelly off the tour and you know what I'm saying? Some <laughs> shit like that. You know what I mean? So that that could stem a beef. You get what I mean? Like right. that shit like that should stem a beef. Not just, oh, I'm gonna come out, we out at the same time, like this shit that Tory Lanez is doing. He just he just running his mouth. And what's crazy about it is all these people that he's running his mouth about. He's not even in. He's not even in that league. So, I think that, that's why I say this shit is corny. Is like, you don't, you know, it ain't. <laughs> it, it just ain't really a diss. Like Jay Electronica says, if it don't come from one of my peers, it ain't a diss to me. I mean, it's like you gotta, me and you gotta have had some some sort of relationship for it to be a beef. It's like, could you, could you, Jay? Let me ask you this: Could you see yourself having beef with some random person on the internet? 
that you've never really had a conversation with no no exactly. not at all <laughs> exactly so it's like that's that's how i feel about what a rap beef it's like we have no history we have no history with one another you know what i mean then how is it a beef i mean you may just not like something i said that means you have a we have a difference of opinion we don't have beef we just got a difference of opinion and that's just how i feel about it man I, I, there's there's no beef no such thing as a as a random beef i just think it's just somebody just popping off just for the sake of fucking popping off i agree it's weird yeah i think that uh definitely the things that we've seen in the past and even the present what's going on right now um i think that it's extremely corny and i think that a lot of people do um use that just to try to get their name popping and i think one of the only like real successful people who we kind of let it go but even when he did do that at first we were like you know what the fuck was 50 cent uh when he came over hit this track everybody was like why are you name dropping so many people like even if he was playing like it, it, it was just like it was in bad taste at the time well, like how to rob yeah how to rob yeah it was in bad well, taste see, at that, the time the but thing he, is with that i never considered that beef he was just he was a name that was a creative song yeah. yeah he was just name it's a difference between name dropping and actually beefing yeah but he did get on you know he got people on the radar because you know right. what i mean people with jay-z you know he did right. the best and so talk about a dollar who the fuck is 50 cent yeah like like that stuff it, it wasn't slapped real him. beef but yeah but it he was just slapped him on the wrist exactly it was kind of that situation but because of that you know he ended up you know propelling into superstardom um because of that but you know like these random people who you probably never heard of who just want to you know go after somebody randomly just because they're all doing it just for clout they just want people to talk about them and that's that's even more corny than than like you know what 50 cent did at the time and what tory Lane yeah but even even now. after that 50 cent was still nice yeah yeah he dropped some heat even after he that did. like that wasn't even his best shit like even after he he excelled after that. Yeah, you know he mean? definitely did. These dudes now it's like when you do that, what do you do afterwards though? Like what have you, what do you do? What is your body of work gonna be after you come after whoever you coming after? Now you now you got your name out there. Now you gotta deliver the goods. And then when you can't deliver the goods, your shit gonna start tanking. Then it's back to, you know, it's back to square one. He's back to doing basement parties. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That that is definitely true. So uh, so there you go. I mean, we pretty much agree on it. Um, we definitely think that it's corny, and I I don't like that. Like, if you got real beef with somebody, that's one thing. It can either be you know some physical stuff, or stay on wax and, and let it be that. But just randomly beef her for no reason, or to just try to gain clout, I I just don't think that that's the that's the best way to go about anything. Show that you can actually live, you know, off of, and, and you have some some good stuff down the line, or even like when you first come out, that'll get people to listen to you. You shouldn't have to randomly beef with somebody just to get people to you know start saying your name i think that that's that's extremely corny so uh so it is what it is on that topic finally as you all know we have the last section which is the album suggestion leader of the flock you have the floor oh man album suggestion i'm gonna take it to the west coast since you know i gotta get a west coast for love since jay-z got this west coast bias y'all y'all love so west I'm coast let's go get let's go get yeah, so uh I'ma go with the Dog Pound. Uh Dog Food, their debut album in nineteen ninety-five, which is probably one of my ten top ten favorite albums of all time, believe it or not. Depending on where it is, sometimes how I feel some days, that's still like one of my most played albums that I used to listen to all the time and I still do to this day. So 
yeah the dog pound dog food 1995 had a lot of hits that was the you know the infamous came through when they did the new york new york kicking over the buildings and all of that that was on there let's play house dog pound gangsters uh so smooth psycho like no there's a lot of joints on there bro like that shit was a banger top to bottom to me man top to bottom fucks with that yo unpopular opinion too I always felt like Corrupt was a better rapper than Snoop Dogg mm, on Death Row. Just man, my that's personal a, that's opinion. That's what I say right there, boy. <laughs> okay. Man. I'm not mad at it. Was, I'm not mad at it. I always felt that Corrupt was a better rapper than Snoop. Very, very interesting. I would definitely love to hear people's thoughts about that. But y'all probably ain't even heard Corrupt anyways. This guy got some young people in here that don't listen to nothing, so... We'll we'll see about that. That's what we're here for, man. <laughs> Educate you. Mother. This is true. This is true. That's why we're here. So uh again, let us know. Let us know. I would like to definitely hear if anyone listened to any of Flock's album suggestions. Uh when we started that. That would be uh that would be definitely interesting. I, w- I want to hear your thoughts on that. So there you go. With that being said, this has been Enlightened Sounds episode 16. Flock, do you have any final words before we close out? man just appreciate the support man everybody giving us keep rocking with us man we gonna keep this shit coming at y'all suggestions you know all that other stuff any questions y'all got just hit us up man and if it's like i said if it's podcast worthy we answer that shit right on here with us facts facts uh we will reconvene in a couple weeks again i will be gone once again but when we come back um i don't know if there's any thing noteworthy as far as albums on the horizon but again uh, if we do see something i will be sure to put it and mention it i'm sure that there will be some good news coming up because you know these people are wild in these days so i'm sure something will come up so again we'll have another fun filled episode for you all uh episode 16 i mean 16 17 in a couple weeks uh make sure to uh listen to us or follow us on your favorite platforms including spotify apple google play um i will try to also put this in the video version release some sections as you know i generally do um and then if you want to further support us again you can support us through the anchor app itself you can either donate a dollar uh five dollars or ten dollars so you can donate whatever you feel if you want to support us further other than that we are out we will see you for the next episode peace